0: Welcome to the Mindset Monday podcast, your favorite mindset podcast of the week. Let's unlock the unlimited potential of your mind on today's second episode of season one. The mind is everything. What you think, you become. Buddha. In the previous episode, we discovered what the difference is between the mind and the brain. We took an in-depth look at the capabilities of the brain and in the end of the episode came to the conclusion that a lot of us have simply not learned to properly understand, manage, and control the mind. So on today's episode, we will try to answer that exact question. How does the mind work? For as long as humankind exists, People have been trying to find an answer to this question. From philosophy to human psychology to modern studies of neuroscience, all were invented with the goal of figuring out what's going on in our heads. Now we could talk about all the neuromechanics of the brain, of which some were actually mentioned in the previous episode, or we could also look at our biology. It's really great to learn about all the different synapses between our neural pathways, or to understand how myelin works, or what controls our DNA structure, or which hormones are released in our body, and even understanding the actual operational components of our neurons and so much more. And that's an incredibly interesting approach and something which we will definitely dive into in later episodes. But for today, I want to keep it a little bit more simple and practical. Because at the end of the day, the question about how does the mind work comes down to how can we learn how it works in a useful way to us. So, let me share four simple principles about how the mind really works since how we think is always framed in four ways. The first thing we need to know about how the mind works is that it is so incredibly driven and influenced by the current information at hand and we don't always take that properly into account. We often assume that the mind is completely past conditioned, which means that your past conditions determine how your mind is today and influences everything that you're going to do today. But That may not always be true based on the environment, circumstance, or situation you are in. Because the situation, social circumstance, or physical environment that you're in at that moment has so much influence on how your mind works. A simple example. When you're watching an action movie at home, on the couch, with some popcorn in hand, you will feel comfortable safe and at ease. You might even joke about how the character in the movie is running in the direction of danger instead of away from it, or is tripping over something, and you're saying to yourself, oh my God, I would never have done that, that's so stupid. You can easily be comfortable and peaceful watching an intense action movie. But if we put you in the real situation of that action movie, with buildings collapsing and explosions going on, then now your mind is flipped out and you're feeling terrified and you're running in the wrong directions and you're tripping all over yourself because now fear is driving you and adrenaline and cortisol are being released in your body and your prefrontal cortex has shut down, activating your primal survival instinct of fight, flight or freeze. The only difference in both examples that I just mentioned was the situation or environment you were in and which was present around you. So the first major principle I want to share today about how our mind works is information. Your mind takes in information about the environment or circumstance where you are in and how you feel about that and it reacts to it. Think of your mind as a consuming and projecting organism, which automatically means that the information it consumes around us makes a big difference and has a huge influence on our life. You all know this because, for example, when you are around negative people, your mind will suddenly start working differently. You can easily become more negative about yourself, others, And life in general. And later on, you'll be like, wait a second, I'm not usually like that. What happened to me? Well, what happens is your brain and your mirror neurons are firing off at that moment, which makes you sort of mimic or conform to what's around you. This is ultimate proof that it was just the information coming in that influenced how your mind started focusing and operating. So what comes in really, really matters. If you're around negative people, your mind wants to mirror that negativity. If you're around something inspiring, your mind mirrors that too. You are the average of the five people around you. Always remember that. So the most important lesson to learn from this first principle, it is to always be cautious about what information you consume and about which physical environments or social situations you enter. Because that information shapes how you think, how you feel, how you behave, and your overall psychology and well-being. Stay away from negative information and people and be diligent about consuming positive, intelligent, and instructive information to strengthen your mind. Stand guard at the doors of your mind, like Jim Rohn says. Okay, so the mind consumes some information. Then what? Well, the second powerful principle about our mind I want to share today is interpretation. The mind cannot only consume information, but its true strength is that it can interpret that information. Interpretation defines things for us and tells us how meaningful something is which then in its turn helps us to decide how to react and what to do. Once your mind takes in information, it interprets it and helps us by asking questions like, is this good or bad? Is this safe or dangerous? Should I approach or avoid? But also questions like, what does this mean to me personally? Does this mean I'm a good or a bad person? Does it mean the world is good or bad? All of us have all these different type of questions on a daily basis, depending on which information we consume. But what is truly interesting is that even when we consume the exact same information, people still interpret it completely differently, which shows how unique our minds work. Let's say you put seven people on the street and they all witness the exact same information. A car accident where car A drives into car B. Well, then all seven people will tell the story of what they saw happen completely differently, although it is the same physical real-world event happening for all of them. This is because, firstly, Interpretation is primarily driven by past experiences, which is what is called past conditioning and completely differently for every single one of us since we all have a very unique past. But it's also because our mind takes in different parts of information because some people are more auditory or visually focused and the mind also interprets and processes that information differently. Some people might, for example, have bad memory. Now, that's the power of interpretation. We could see the exact same thing, but still interpret it differently. And that's a very, very good thing because it makes us all so unique. But of course, it can also sometimes be a frustrating thing. Think about the last fight or discussion you had with somebody. They felt maybe disrespected, but you felt like you didn't really say anything disrespectful and now all of a sudden you're actually just having a fight about interpretation. The primary lesson to learn from the second principle is that self-mastery is really about learning to consciously interpret the information coming into our lives in an open and purposeful way. And that mastering our relationships with those we love and learning how to understand other people's psychology is for a very big part about understanding how they interpret things. Now, after we take in some information and we interpret it, what's next is based on your intention, which is the third principle I'm sharing today. And by the way, all of this is happening all at once, all the time. Like right now, for example, you are getting information from this podcast and you're interpreting that information, either thinking, hmm, this information doesn't really mean anything to me or thinking, wow, right now in my life, this is extremely valuable to me. It's impossible for me, of course, to know how you're interpreting it. But what I do know is that there's a very high likelihood that you have the intention listen to the podcast right now, otherwise you would simply not be here. Intention is such a powerful part of the mind. We have many different intentions, but our main dominant intentions in life are who we want to be as people, how do we want to interact and relate with other people, and what do we want to do, create and contribute to the world. An intention can become such a powerful aspect in our mind that it can even override other aspects and even base instincts. For example, let's say there's a building on fire. Everyone can interpret that as something dangerous and fearful, and so people will run away. But there are people that have an intention that supersedes that interpretation, like a fireman, for example. They will have that same interpretation of danger and every part of their body will tell them to run, but their intention is to be servant to others, to be a hero. And because of this, their intention will override their interpretation and they will actually run in the burning building to save other people. Now. The lesson to learn from this third principle here is that our intention of who we want to be can overwrite and rewrite our past history and we should use that proactively. Like for example, when someone was in some bad relationships in the past and got hurt a lot because people didn't treat them very well, It would be very easy to have a lot of frustrations and see anything that someone else does as an interpretation that they're threatening you or minimizing you. But if you put the intention to remain open to love and to relationships, to trust people, and to have healthy, positive, powerful, and deep relationships, then you can let that intention override your past history and conditioning. And you can actually create a new and better future. And then, of course, our fourth and last principle about how our mind works is initiative. Because this is what it comes down to, right? What do we actually do with all of this? After information comes in, it's interpreted, and the intention has been taken into account, then the mind shapes our initiative. Our mind is shaped by what we have done in the past and our actual behavior. If you have acted all your life like a coward, then that conditioning has gotten into your mind. And the habit of running away, not speaking up for yourself, remaining silent, refusing to take actions towards your dreams, and so on, that will suddenly add up to a mind that says I'm weak, I'm incapable, and I'm unworthy. But If you instead found yourself taking action and initiative throughout your entire life, then your mind develops a greater level of self-determination and self-regulation, which is the ability to direct yourself, your mind, and your thoughts. This is the only true measurement of a human being's performance, someone's actual initiative, the actions they have done, and what they do on a daily basis. someone taking action and moving forward or are they just stuck? The main lesson to learn from this fourth principle here is that initiative is such a powerful shaper of the mind because your past habits shape your current thoughts. Our actions of yesterday form the direction of how we think today. The more positive actions we take, the more positive our minds think. Now, Once you become aware of these four main principles that were just shared here on the podcast, you can put it all together and truly understand a lot about how our mind works. The mind works because it first focuses on specific information, after which it then starts to shape up interpretations about what that information means, how we feel about it and what we should do with it. Then our intention kicks in, checking what kind of person we want to be and how we want to overlay our consciousness to the situation so that we can act, relate, and do appropriately. And as a last step, of course, we either take action from that or we don't take action from that, after which all those initiatives of action or inaction start adding up to our mind and become the momentum of how we think today. These four principles shape your mind and they give you a clear idea of how the mind works. Once you understand the four principles, you can start paying attention to them. Since your mind is shaped by what information you have consumed in the past, what you have seen, experienced, what realities you have been a part of, etc. Set the goal for yourself to consume and be part of information, experiences, and physical and social environments that activate the good parts of you. Because this adds up to shape your worldview and the way you interpret events, yourself, and other people, and even your reason for existing, make sure to always interpret things in a positive way for yourself, for your life, for your health, and for your relationships take a moment as well to think about your intention. How clear have you been in the past year about what you wanted to think, to feel, and to do? Because that determines whether or not you feel like you have control over your life or other people do. Because if you don't have any intention for yourself, then the world will have plenty of intention for you and will tell you who to be, how to act, and what to do. Don't ever let everyone else's intention override your own. Otherwise, your mind becomes weaker and less confident. Instead, focus on setting powerful intentions whenever you go into a situation so that you're clear about what you want. That way, your mind is focused on generating the reality you want to experience. And lastly, set the goal to take massive action so that your mind feels stronger, more confident, and more capable. If we implement these tips by understanding how our minds work, we can start to experience a life filled with more purpose and meaning. That was the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and got some amazing value. To get notified about new episodes every single Monday, make sure you subscribe to the Mindset Monday podcast, your favorite mindset podcast, now available on Spotify or wherever you are currently listening. Thanks for listening today and see you on the next podcast episode. Let's bring the subconscious into the conscious and unlock your unlimited potential.